Hi, Legends. Welcome back to the Mason Cox Show. I hope you're having a great week because this week's a bit different. We're going to double the content for you because there's something unique happening in sports. Happens once a year and it's a big deal and it's the start of the NBA season. So what did we do? We decided to bring in someone with a bit more knowledge than us and someone who's got a bit of a, say, finger on the pulse, maybe even a hand on the pulse. His name is Phil Handy. Now, he's an assistant coach for the Los Angeles Lakers, one of the biggest teams in the world. He's coached people from Kobe Bryant to LeBron James to Anthony Davis, all these household names. And we go through kind of basketball and how much the NBL has changed since he played back in the day to where it is now and how it's changing the whole landscape of going into the NBA, along with some of the guys who've made it in the NBA, from Josh Giddy to Patty Mills and Ben Simmons and everyone else you could possibly imagine. It's a great chat. He's a great, great, great mentor for a lot of high-profile athletes, and he's he's done a lot for them over the years. So there's some absolute gems in, the one, in this one, and we're really excited for you to listen to it. So without further ado, here we go. I'll go through a bit of his uh, his resume. He played for the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. <laughs> he uh, sure. played for the Omaha Racers, the Nancy Baskets, the Mackers, Bobcats, Giants, Tigers, Razorbacks. And now he coached, he's coached the Cavaliers, Raptors, and now is a coach for the Lakers. He's been around the town. He's been around town. He's been around the world, to be honest. And um, now he's one of the most well-respected assistant coaches in the NBA and um, uh, coaching people like, you know, LeBron James. So we'll say a massive thank you for coming on, Phil. Phil Handy. I haven't actually said your full name, but massive thank you, mate. It's an absolute honor to have you. Man, man, man. Mace, it's a pleasure to be here in the mobile I don't know what to call it. The mobile, the mobile cast, the rolling man. band, the oh, rolling it's, band, bro. It's, it's all, it's all love, man. I appreciate you having nah, me on. No, nah, no worries, man. And um, you actually played here in Melbourne, so you played for the Melbourne Tigers. To give people a bit of a background of your connection to Australia. Um, you played with Andrew Gaze. Yes, sir. Now he's a big deal here in Melbourne. Yes, sir. Um, everyone loves him. Now, my question to you: Would you get him on one on one? You know what, man? When I when I first got here to Melbourne, I think Drewy was with the he was with the the national team. Yeah. So they were playing. Uh, matter of fact, Team USA, and they, they were preparing for the Olympics. Yeah, he came back super late. So, <laughs> fortunately for my man Drewy, we didn't get to have that one on one. But I tell you who I did play, Copes. Yeah, yeah, I used to knock his head every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no chance, no chance. And I know no Copes. Chance. I know Copes is gonna see this too and come back. Want to talk some? You gonna want to talk some? Talk, uh, little, talk a little ish, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal, man. Well, I'll jump straight into it. I want to talk about, I guess, the NBL and how much it's changed since you played. Like the NBL, obviously, now, now is a massive uh, pathway for people to go to the NBA and um, something that they're going around the NCAA system and coming out here to actually play. And you got guys like Lamelo Ball, obviously, RJ Hampton. These guys have come over and played. What's your thoughts on how much it's changed and how it's kind of really changed the whole game of the avenue into the NBA? Yeah, man. I think. Um the Rising Stars program they put in is, is a phenomenal thing. And I think it's the track record of it. You know, even the kid, Josh Giddy, you know, mm-hmm. he kind of went through, even though he's Australian grown going through that program and for him to be able to take that next step. It's a program, man. I think for young athletes, if they don't want to play yeah. in the, in college, if they don't want to play in the G league, you know, this is a great Avenue. And I say it because the Australian league, a couple things, English speaking country, yeah. you know, the weather Similar. is obviously great. You know, you come down in the summertime, but the league, the basketball league itself is an incredible league. The talent is top-notch. The coaching is top-notch. And so for these young athletes, this is a great, almost in some ways, man, a little bit tougher than college. Yeah. A lot tougher than college because yeah. you're playing with grown men that have professional experience, and you're going get, to get a chance to get coached in a professional environment. So I'm a big fan of the Rising Stars program and what the NBL is doing. Yeah, it's 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 pretty amazing. Like I'll, I'll play college ball at Oklahoma State back in the day mm-hmm. with people like Marcus Smart. Yep. 
And um, it's it's funny because there was never even a thought of this kind of being a thing. Right. And now in the last like four years, it's really just taken off. People don't understand this in Australia, right? You you've played or you work in the NBA. The NBA has got some cash, some proper cash. And I try to describe this to people in the AFL world that NCAA, they're they're amazed that there's chartered flights for NCAA. <laughs> like and you laugh at that, and I laugh at that too, because I'm like, yo, there is more money. That's like that's amateur. That's not even like professional yet. Well, I'll ask this first. Where's the weirdest place the NBA has ever taken you in the world? Most unique experience in the world you've ever um, gone. You know, How in the hell did I land here? My first <laughs> well, my first year with the Cavaliers, or uh, not my second year with the Cavaliers. We went to Rio de Janeiro. I mean, yeah, it's okay. not it's not the weirdest place, but you know, as a preseason game, we went to Rio de Janeiro to kind of honor Andy Vergel mm. and play a home game, play a game in front of his fans. That would be cool. Uh, it was pretty dope. Yeah, you know, it was a dope experience. I can't remember who we went with. Uh, I think it might have been the Portland Trailblazers, I believe. But the experience was was pretty dope. Just to yeah. see Andy go oh, back because he because he, he loved there too. You know, and taking his pro team, it mm. was it was absolute bananas, man. The support. That the people showed for him when we got back to Rio. Yeah. Well, man, it's, I, I can only imagine some of the stories that have probably come out of your, your <laughs> life. And I, seriously, I could go for hours and just dive into some of the crazy uh, shit yeah, that's we, probably we got some, <laughs> Hey, man, listen, <laughs> just like yourself, Baze, you know how it seriously, is, man. You, you get into these things, you go, you kind of look around at some point and go, what the hell am I doing? For I'm sure. How am I in Melbourne, in the back of a van? Hey, hey, like, I, I have no idea. Man. I said all basketball has taken just, me to some some weird places, man. It's been some awesome experience, For I'm sure, sure man. Um, what's I guess I'll go into this because obviously as an assistant coach, you are known to help shape people into the humans they are, not only on the on the basketball court but also also uh, off the court. What's some of the best advice you've been given? Not you giving someone, but you've been given that you've really passed on to other people. Man, I think um, in this world of sports, right, we're so we're we're polarized as public figures, coaches, and mm-hmm. athletes. And there's so many avenues for people to have things to say about you as yeah. a coach, as an athlete. You know, Kobe gave me some advice, man, a long time ago. Just don't be concerned about what people think about you. Yeah. You know, if your heart's in the right place, if, you're, if your intent is in the right place and what you're doing, if you love what you're doing, stay committed to it. And, you know, I've, I've kind of always, that's kind of stuck with me. Um, I've had a lot of great mentors. You know, my father was a great mentor to me, very hardworking man. But just that part of just just being true to yourself yeah. as a coach, as an athlete, I think the world today is is so built around image, you know, so much of an image yeah. of, you know, what you should be or who you should be. And I've just always tried to try to remain myself as a coach, stay in my lane and, um, you know, do what I do best, man. And that's just try to help players improve on the floor every day. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I I look at the IFL standpoint. It's very team oriented and stuff in that sense. And then you get to the NBA, and there's so much money that you know one player can make a huge difference to whether or not you can win a championship. No doubt. And you get to that point where you have these <clears throat> not necessarily the egos. It's probably not the right words. It's somewhat of a negative word, but you have these people who have such an aura and such an impact that they can have on a team. Like yeah. how do you how do you get them to buy into this team atmosphere to help? Because there's no one person that's winning a championship. No question. How do you get them to buy into a team idea and culture to help win a championship? Like you did in 2020 with the Lakers in COVID, which was a wild bubble and scenario yeah. like, within itself, much less to actually have to keep the team together in a, a very isolating environment. Well, you know, Mace, you know how that goes, man. I think your best players are always your leaders. Yeah. Right? And when you're, that. when your best player, like, you know, as a LeBron, LeBron is, is, is one of the most coachable guys I've ever been around. Yeah. And people have these myths about him. Well, he's the coach. He's the GM. He's the owner. He's making all these decisions. But 
man, that dude's one of the most coachable guys I've ever been around in the sense of, all right, coach, what's the game plan? What are we doing? Mm. All right, how do we execute it? And when your leader's like that, it kind of trickles down. Yeah. You know, when we were in the bubble. You brought up the bubble. Rajon Rondo, man, is one of the, the purest basketball minds I've ever been around. And those guys didn't have egos. They had a common goal of what is it going to take for us to win a championship. And they were just, they were all in line yeah. with each other. I'd do anything for Every it, day. Yeah. And, it, and, you know, it started with our coaching staff. You know, Frank Vogel was a great leader for us. It started with the coaching staff and it trickled down to the players. But they held themselves accountable. Mm. You know, in, in any championship caliber team, it, it doesn't always come from the coaches. You guys, you, you know, your peers, role model for you have to that. be able to hold each other accountable, right? Because there's going to be times where you're on the field, you know, you're on the court. Coaches can't get out there and do it for you. Mm. And so I think that part of just the ego, I think more ego is more off the court. Yeah. You know, yeah, in, in yeah. people's personal lives, their persona, their brand. Um, and again, I, I don't like to use the word ego either. More of a brand thing. Yeah. But if you're if you're a true competitor and a true professional, you're gonna put all that aside and, and and put your job first and say, Well, what's the what's the main thing, the main thing? Let's keep the main thing the main thing and, and yeah. how do we win a championship? And so on the success part of things and the sure. process that comes with it. For sure. And I've been, yeah. a, been a part of some great teams that have just had that kind of chemistry. Yeah. What is it that, that brings that chemistry, you reckon? Is there, is there kind I of like, do you have like a guy that's the comedy guy? Yeah, you know you what? You got everything. Like, I, I do you, find this you, funny because teams to. have to have you a different personality and characteristics. Man, we were in like, Cleveland. <laughs> the teams that we had in Cleveland, Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry, yeah, are like freaking frack. <laughs> Them two dudes, man, like I'm talking about comedy show really? all day long. And then, you, you know, we had all these personalities. You had J.R. Smith. We had Iman Shumpert. We had Kyrie Irving. You had LeBron. You had Kevin Love. We had Tristan Thompson. Mm. All of these dudes are are different in their own way, but but you got you have to have guys, right? And then we had the James Jones. Yeah. You know, and James, people don't really know much about James Jones and Kendrick Perkins. Those guys were like locker room guys. You know, yeah. they were they were the chiefs. They didn't really play, but Keep they were line, they were like, so respected as vets, mm-hmm. you know, because they showed up every day to do their job and they were just keeping everybody in line. Coaches, players, you know, front office, medical staff, whatever. It was just it was you you gotta have those pieces, right? The comedian, you gotta have the guy that's always late. You have to. You, you, it's you, it's you like got, no matter what sport, you, every, it's the same thing. You, you have it, man. Every it's like a family, right? It's so true. It's the same as a family, yeah. man. You you have 100%. all these different pieces, and everybody just kind of fits into their place, man. Because the game timer, it's like, oh, right, we got one thing. <laughs> you you different from me, no but hey, we're all trying to reach the same no, goal. No right? question, man. One of the reasons you're here, um, Kobe, Gigi, and um, the involvement with female basketball. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, man. I think you know, Kobe was a big inspiration for that. You know, I've always just been a fan of of basketball players in general. You know, I don't I don't really look at females as female they're athletes to athletes me. So general, yeah. when it comes to basketball, I'm just I'm coaching another athlete. But but Cole was really stirring the pot, you know, with his daughter, right? Really trying to push the envelope and and getting behind women's basketball and making it more of a popular sport from the standpoint of saying, hey, you know, you got to respect these women and what they're yeah. doing. You know, respect their craft. And it's just, it's been, you know, a torch that I've tried to be a part of to help carry. Yeah. And to me, man, it's just it's just another part of the game of basketball. Women's basketball is growing so fast. Oh, no, like you know, that. it's just rapid. I, and I just think not only the women basketball, I just think women sports in general, mm. right? There's more of a spotlight on it of, of just respecting the female athlete yeah. and what they do. And so being able to work with some of the female athletes, you know, I've worked with Jewel Lloyd is, you know, probably closest to me. Yeah. Um, you know, she was 
part of Kobe's family. She's part of Kyrie's family. Um, just having a chance to be around some of these elite athletes, man, it's amazing to watch mm -hmm. them go through their process and and watch them, you know, treat their profession just like just like anyone and, else, would just it. like anybody else. And I think the misconception is it's just it's women's sports because they're not as athletic. Yeah. You know, people think that the game is not as like they don't as work pure. as hard or anything. But I'll tell else, you what, you know, sorry, they're just as skilled. Mm. Most times, they're more fundamentally sound. And people don't even know this: women's basketball is probably more physical. Yes, I'm a, that's I'm a, actually. Man. I'm going to say this with you know again in a, a point because people don't understand how physical yeah. women's basketball is. Man, mm -hmm. they're physical. Man, they're physical play, as hell. I'll, I'll play for the NCAA women's team. I helped out with them before I played NCAA. <laughs> Those girls are backing me down to the post. I was like, damn, like, this is not. This is a bad look no, for me. This man. is a bad look for me. Yeah. So it's, it's good to see the growth. And yeah, it's just, it's, I think it's just only going to continue. Matter of fact, you know, me and Michelle, my business, I was just just saw a clip. A yeah. young lady online, she was doing a pick and roll drill. Mm. Man, she came off the pick and roll, pick and pop, jab, two dribbles. She's dunking. <laughs> Walk right to the rim. Nasty. <laughs> Jeez Nasty. Lord. It's going to be so interesting to see what the next generation's like, man. It's going to be unfair. because like, It's just so accessible to like just making your game that much better, I feel like. But I appreciate it, man. Seriously, you got some good stories. I'll, I'll go for like two, three hours, but I know you got stuff no to doubt. do, man. You're only in Australia for so long, but I hope we catch up <laughs> either in LA or in Australia next time you're in town, man. Oh, but man. I want to say a massive thank you for coming on. Man. Uh, so good to chat to you now. It's really fun to meet you, man. Let's get it, brother. For sure. All right, man. Thanks, Thanks. bro. Yes, sir. All the best. Thanks so much for tuning in, Legends. Really appreciate it. And Phil, what an amazing chat. He's uh, mentored some of the highest professional athletes in the world. He's a person who I think has so much we can learn from. And hopefully you've been able to take out something from that chat. And you know, maybe we'll be able to do these shorts more often if this goes well. So just want to say everyone, as always, like, comment, share, everything else. And I uh, hope you have an amazing day. And hopefully the Lakers can maybe go all the way this year. So enjoy the day. Hopefully you'll hear from us soon in the next podcast. And thanks so much for listening.